Hello there. Welcome to Rockin' the Difference, a podcast meant to share the experiences and information with those on their journey in the special needs world. I am your host, Chandra Neal, a mom of a young adult with special needs. My intent is to create a community where we can connect, be real, and share in the humor and the tears, challenges, and triumphs of what it's like traveling down this path that is so unique as a special needs parent. Together, we can encourage and support each other as we are all rocking the difference. Hello there. Thanks for joining me again. In my last episode, I introduced you to the BBBs. These are women I connect with because we all have blind kids, so we are bonded by blindness. And I hope to express to you how vital connection has been in my life. You know, just being human, we strive for connection, to have friends, to fit in somewhere. And when you have special needs kids, you don't have, um, you might not have somebody to relate to. So you feel isolated and alone. And it is even more so if you resist or don't acknowledge that you have a kid with special needs. In any phase of our lives, it's important to seek out ways to bring like uh, a flow back, like an ease. And I'm not saying that any of that is easy, but once you start moving in the direction of your life and the way your life has decided to go, even if it's not what you plan to do or where you plan to go, but you'll find a flow and you'll be on a path that will offer you opportunities in line with where you're going. And I say this because it took me a while to make the right connections that I needed to fill me up. You know, when Ryan was born, I had just started a job where I commuted two hours a day. And when I got home and I picked him up from daycare, it was like dinner and then his services and then bed. And I didn't have a lot of time to meet or hang out with friends or other parents or join any support groups. I was busy and I was tired And I was trying to do the best I could for Ryan's development, but I wasn't doing the best I could for me. And when Ryan was five, when his father and I separated, in an ironic way, my separation and my marriage brought me a connection with my friends. And this changed my dynamic as a parent, too. I didn't have my kids 100% of the time anymore. And at first, that was so hard because I didn't know what they were doing all the time. And I didn't have them all the time. So it was hard to give up that, I guess, control or comfort about like knowing what was going on in their lives. And it took a while for me to relax and take a break And maybe appreciate that I finally had some me time because my whole adult life was primarily already being a mom. And I didn't have me time. And so, you know, before my separation, I really didn't spend a lot of time with my friends other than some camping trips throughout the year. And this was due to a variety of factors, but I didn't have many close friendships during the first five years of Ryan's life. And before that, 
I also had my older son and some of my friends at the time, they didn't have kids and we were just at different phases. You know, they were young and going out and having fun and I was um, being a mom. So after my separation, I started having more time to myself and it happened to be around the same time as a friend of mine, um, she was also going through a separation. And so we had that time to bond and console and help each other through a very emotional part of our lives. And I hadn't realized how much I missed having some time with a girlfriend to just be me and to relax and to have fun. And I missed out on so much of this time in my 20s because I was momming. And not to say that I wasn't doing that any longer, but I don't think it was until I felt um, something fill up in me that I realized how empty I was in that area of my life. I felt so energized just having a friend that I could call or go have dinner with or have over to my place. And this isn't to say that you know, I didn't see my friends when I had my kids. I did, but it was just also nice to have time with them alone. And this particular friend that I reconnected with wasn't somebody in the special needs space. You know, she was a friend I had met before I even had kids. I had known her for 15 years at that point. And, um, but this was a time in our lives where we had something in common that we could connect with. And, this friendship grew into something to where today we are family. And she has a family now of her own and she has her own son and our kids have grown up around each other. And although her kid does not have special needs, he grew up around Ryan and he has that compassion for him and an awareness of who he is. And they are friends to this day in their special way. And the more I got involved with my friends and their families, a special bond uh, would grow in, in my friends and also in their, their kids, you know, their bond towards Ryan. And although Ryan was much older than all of them, they cared for and they protect him and they even advocate for him. You know, something that happened recently, my friend's daughter uh, was having a discussion in her second grade class about blindness. I think it was on this book they were, they were reading. And um, she spoke up and said how she had a friend who was blind and that he could do all these things. And her class was really impressed. And they wanted Ryan to come in and talk to him. So he did. And my friend's daughter led Ryan into her class. And he looked <laughs> like a giant towering over her. And but he talked about all the things that he participated in and we shared pictures of the sports programs and videos of the drums he played and they clapped for him when he shared that he had just got his orange belt in taekwondo and um the real fun came when they realized he could tell each of them what day of the week they were born so all the kids were raising their hands and i would pick someone and they would shout out their birthdays to ryan and he would tell them back you were born on a Tuesday or that was a Friday. And he was even telling some of the teacher's aides what days they were born on also. And it was really special to share Ryan with these young people and show them that people with special needs are people too. And they all have something unique to share with this world. And I hope that experience opened up their hearts and minds on how they view somebody with special needs. 
and what I've really treasured with my friends is how much they love Ryan and would be the biggest advocates for him too. They know him to the point where I trust them to watch him for me or pick him up from school if need be and their husbands watch him and they take him on vacations like without me and some of them you know have had his service providers come to their homes to work with Ryan like if we were going to be going there for dinner or something and so I'm grateful that I had these people in my life and have um, given me and my kids a community of acceptance and love. And again, these are friends outside of the special needs community. I mean, it wasn't until Ryan was 13 that I connected with people in the special needs space. It was the BBBs that I met at Blindy Blind Camp in 2016. And I'd been so caught up um, with Ryan getting services for mainly the autism that I hadn't really been involved much with anything in the blind community. Having a blind kid is a pretty low incidence diagnosis, so there wasn't a lot of blind people Ryan's age in my immediate area. So it took some venturing out to get more involved with the blind side of things. And I don't know what took me so long to go to this family camp. Um, It had been around for a while. Maybe I just thought I'd be too hard to take Ryan there when he was younger. Probably had a lot to do with his bathroom issues. But again, it wasn't until I met these women that I realized how much I needed this connection in my life. It was just, you know, freeing to talk about all the things that I struggled with and that they could relate to and hear their stories and empathize with them. And just to realize I wasn't alone. And they opened up to me um, and shared like other activities in the blind community that I hadn't really been a part of before. And even then, it wasn't until Ryan was in high school that I became closer with the special needs moms in the community in my area. I was working from home more, especially during and after COVID. So I would talk to the moms at school drop-off and pick-up, and I would see them more at different activities after school that our kids would be a part of. And we would meet up for lunch dates or pool parties. And Ryan was now hanging out with peers his age. And again, my cup was being filled with these connections to them and learning about them and their struggles and their triumphs and sharing funny stories. And I have learned more about how to prepare for the next steps in Ryan's life through my connections with these people, with these moms. I have learned more about how to start, you know, a conservatorship or get social security or IHSS or navigate IEPs through information shared through these friends. They were more helpful than any agency or program has ever been. And around the same time, I got involved with a nonprofit sports program that Ryan participates in. I make the posts on their social media platforms, and I also help with fundraising activities. And I became a board member. And being involved with this program and volunteering my time has opened me up to another level of community. I mean, being involved with something and with others who are volunteering their time and energy to an awesome program to help enrich the lives of other special needs kids and adults in the community is so fulfilling. 
And I might not have been ready to volunteer my time when Ryan was younger, but it fell into place for me now. And this has opened up many ways to share the journey of these athletes and this program with my community and beyond. And I also had the opportunity to connect with some amazing people that have been in Ryan's, involved with Ryan's development. You know, like through his school years and time at daycare, we have met many people that have impacted our lives that we're still close with today. Like in school, he had a teacher in elementary school who is uh, probably one of the most amazing people I have met. Her compassion and understanding of working with special needs kids is truly a gift. And Ryan and I were lucky enough to have her be there for Ryan and be an advocate for him as well. And she has stayed in touch with us over the years. And she comes to birthday parties and was at, she was at his high school graduation She is his forever teacher, and we love her so much. And recently, because of COVID and other factors, we met a woman who worked with Ryan on orientation and mobility through online school when everything was online, which means I was working with Ryan too. You know, I would take him on walks uh, in the community, and she would follow along via Zoom. And And she had many great ideas for him, and... I was grateful to be more involved in this aspect of what he did because I didn't really know or wasn't really familiar with all the right terms and the best practices as Ryan navigated the community with his cane. So it was fun for me to be more involved in that aspect of his development. But I also learned how to shut up too and let Ryan speak for himself when we would you know, go into a grocery store and he needed to find customer service and ask for help for him to find something and purchase something. You know, I'm always kind of stepping in. So it was kind of a nice way for her to tell me, hey, back off, let him learn this on his own. And at uh, he went to Sunshine Daycare and he had some amazing counselors there who became close with Ryan. And one even became a special needs teacher because of him. And another was able to quickly assess when her son displayed autistic characteristics because she was familiar with what to look out for. And when he was going to the Boys and Girls Club, we spoke at one of their fundraising breakfasts to express our gratitude with how they embraced and accommodated Ryan and his aide. And he knew all the counselors by their names and he learned all their voices and their call signs to him. And I felt he was at a place where he could be accepted and included. Because it's scary to choose the right daycare or after-school program that you trust your kid to go to. And when they have special needs, it's even magnified more. So I'm really happy that I found ones that worked out for Ryan and for me. And most recently, I joined a women's network to help support and encourage women in business. And this is outside of the special needs space. It's just something I wanted to get involved with um, to help me grow in this outreach I'm working on. I'm so grateful for my diverse network of friends and community. And I share this with you all to encourage any of you feeling isolated or disconnected to try and reach out and get connected. It can be with people outside or inside the special needs realm. I mean, I just wish I had started sooner, but this is how it played out for me. And however it works best for you, I hope you try 
or I hope you're there. And if you're already in a great place, that's awesome. Maybe you can be there for somebody else needing that support. But this was a quick episode and I hope it resonated with you or maybe with somebody you know. So if so, share it. And please like and review or follow this podcast. Uh, My next episode will be out on March 10th and I will be interviewing an amazing man that I've had the privilege to know. He's a father of an adult with special needs. He's also an author, a special education teacher, a special Olympics coach, and he has done so many other things. So I'm excited to talk to him and he will share about his journey as a dad to a special needs son. So please listen in as he shares his unique perspective. 